You're listening to On the Same Page, a podcast from the Jefferson Madison Regional Library. Welcome back to a new episode of On the Same Page, a podcast from the Jefferson Madison Regional Library System. I'm EJ, here with my co-host, Abby. That's right, I'm Abby. In today's episode, we're sharing how to grow, learn, and connect at all nine branches of JMRL. After that, we invite you to play along with us as we debut a brand new trivia segment here on the podcast. How much do you know about books and movies, snacks and foodies, geography and random history? Now, without further ado, we're ready to talk about growing, learning and connecting at your library. Today's episode is going to list each and every one of our fabulous summer kickoff events. The Bookmobile will be at Central, Gordon Avenue, and Scottsville kickoff, so mark your calendars for that. Central's kickoff will be Saturday, June 10th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. There will also be a kickoff just for teens on Friday, June 9th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Crozet's kickoff will be Monday, June 12th from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Gordon's kickoff will be Monday, June 12th from 6 to 8 p.m. with face painting from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Green's kickoff will be Monday, June 5th, 6 to 7.30 p.m. Louisa's kickoff will be Tuesday, May 30th at 2 p.m. Nelson's kickoff will be Thursday, June 8th at 2 p.m. Northside's kickoff will be Tuesday, June 6th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. There will also be a kickoff just for young kids from 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. that same day. Scottsville's kickoff will be Tuesday, June 13th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. As always, check the calendar to find more information about each of these great events. I absolutely love playing trivia, so I am super excited that we'll be playing here on the podcast. You ready to get started, Abby? I'm ready. Here's how it's going to work, listener. We have four categories, and each of us will be asking each other two questions for each of the categories. We will leave some space, some time in the episode for you to guess the answers for yourself, and then we will give the answers to each of our trivia questions. So without further ado, here is our new trivia segment. Our first category is books and movies or books to movies or movies to books. However you want to phrase it, it's about books and it's about movies and how they relate to each other. So I am going to go first and then we'll go back and forth. Here's my first question in books to movies. What is the name of the actor who played the character of Mr. Darcy in the 2005 film adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. The four choices are Colin Firth, Brad Pitt, Baz Luhrmann, or Matthew McFadden. I'm going to say Colin Firth. That sounds familiar. Well, Abby, while that is correct, For one adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, it is not the 2005 film adaptation. Colin Firth starred as Mr. Darcy in the 
miniseries adaptation? The answer is Matthew McFadden, who, if you are Succession fan listeners, he's also in Succession. And now here is Abby's first question. Okay, EJ and listeners at home. All of the movies below won the Academy Award for Best Picture, but only one was an original idea not adapted from a literary work. Which one was it? Was it The Hurt Locker? Forrest Gump? Million Dollar Baby? Or 12 Years a Slave? My guess is going to be The Hurt Locker. Yes! Good job. Awesome. The Hurt Locker. Okay. My next question for Abby is, when did the first film adaptation of the book Frankenstein by Mary Shelley come out? I will let you know it was published in 1818. So when did the first movie adaptation come out? Here are your choices. 1925, 1920, 1910, or 1940? I think it has to be 1940 because I'm going based on, okay, my grandpa was born in 1930 and when he went to movies, when he was like 10 years old, they were just starting. But then again, he was living in the country and maybe they were just starting for him and not the rest of the world. Abby, it is 1910. It was directed by J. Searle Darley, starring Augustus Phillips as Dr. Frankenstein. 1940, Abby, would be the first year that the Pride and Prejudice novel was adapted into a movie. So you're, you're there. You're around the time. But yes, 1910. I thought it was early, too. It's kind of like a really trick question. I had no idea it had been that early. So, yeah. Wow. Movies. They really have existed for a long time. Now, I also have a Jane Austen question for you, EJ, because I know you're a fan. The 1995 teen comedy Clueless was loosely adapted from what Jane Austen novel? Is it Emma, Great Expectations, Sense and Sensibility, or Pride and Prejudice? Okay. I'm going to do process of elimination. I am a Jane Austen fan. I don't remember all of Great Expectations. I don't think it's Pride and Prejudice. So I'm going to go with Sense and Sensibility, followed very fast by Emma. (laughs) Okay, EJ. So you said Sense and Sensibility, closely followed by Emma. And that was a good save because the correct answer is Emma. I don't know if I'll give myself full points for that, for not knowing Emma right off the bat. I am a little disappointed in that one, but it's okay. I should have known that. Ding, ding. Oh, well. Moving on to the next category, folks. We're moving in to snacks and foodies. All right. Abby is going to ask the questions first this time. This one is super fun that I'm very excited about. What type of food holds the world record for being the most stolen around the globe? Bread, meat, cheese, 
or candy? Hmm. Immediately before you even gave me the choices, I was going to like chocolate bars. Like immediately that's where my mind went just because they're right there at the cash register. But I don't know. After you say it, bread, that's tough. No, I'm going to go with my first instinct. Going with my first instinct, candy. According to the internet, the answer is cheese. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> I am a little taken aback by that one. I, I, I learned something new today. I don't know where I will use this knowledge, but it is good to know that cheese is the most stolen food. Maybe because in other areas of the world, cheese is more out in the open. You know, I think about, I'm still thinking about Paris, how we just went on our trip to Paris and they have, you know, a whole store devoted to cheese and it just kind of sits out. So I don't know. And maybe cheese is more of a delicacy in other parts of the world. Nice cheese, expensive cheese. I don't know. Really interesting. I will want to fact check that maybe. Sometimes you can't just trust the internet, folks. Go to two different sources. (laughs) First question I have in snacks and foodies is, which country produces the most coffee in the world? Your choices are Argentina, Chile, Brazil, and Peru. You know what? I'm going to I'm feeling lucky with Argentina. Let's go. Unfortunately, no, Abby. It is Brazil. I know. I know. But maybe Argentina is a close second. I'm not sure. Now on to candy. You mentioned candy, chocolate bars. Which candy was included in World War II rations? Kit Kat, M&Ms, peppermint patties, or Skittles? Your choices are not what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't think it's Skittles. I think it's got to be something chocolate. What was it? M&M, York Patties, and what was the other one? Kit Kats. I really want it to be Kit Kats. I don't know why. Yeah, why not? Let's just go with Kit Kats. So close, but Kit Kats are a little too casual. Um, <laughs> the correct answer is M&M's. The slogan is melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Okay. So our next category is geography. And EJ, are you kicking us off? Oh, man. Abby wants to move on from snacks and foodies. But first, she has got to answer this question. What is the name of the spice that gives curry powder its yellow color? So here are your choices. Cardamom, cinnamon, turmeric, or paprika? I know this one. It has to be, uh, well, it has to be either cardamom or turmeric. I think it's turmeric. It is turmeric, Abby. Yay! Yes. Turmeric gives curry powder its yellow color. Yeah. Also a great spice just to use on a lot of different stuff. All right. Are we moving on to geography? All right. So my first question for Abby in the geography category is... What is the name of the world's largest coral reef system located off the coast of Australia? And your choices are the Great Barrier Reef, the Large Great Barrier Reef, 
the coral reef system of Australia and the Australian Great Barrier Reef. This is a great question because I think it's such a trick question. I mean, I know it as the Great Barrier Reef, but I wonder if it's a trick question and one of those adjectives is real. I'm going to go with Great Barrier Reef and hope that it's not a trick question. It wasn't a trick question, just trick answers. You are correct. It is the Great Barrier Reef. Okay, here you go, Abby. What's my first question? It also has to do with water. We're probably both on an ocean water kick because of our wonderful book club, Glass Ocean. Check that out if you missed our overbooked book club of the Glass Ocean. That was a whole lot of fun for many, many episodes. Now, this question is, which ocean is the saltiest? The Atlantic, the Pacific, the Indian, or the Southern? I don't like this question. <laughs> okay, let's see. Pacific Ocean is the biggest ocean. I'm going to go with the Southern Ocean, almost because I know nothing about it, and I don't think it's any of the other three. Unfortunately, this says that the Atlantic Ocean is the saltiest. Yes, that was a good question. So my next geography question for Abby is, what country in the world has the most natural lakes? Your choices are the United States, Canada, Italy, or the Netherlands. I have a good feeling about Canada because we were just bonding over Canada a minute ago. So I think that would be really fun if that was the answer. That is the answer. That's correct. The most natural lakes in the world are in the country of Canada. Canada rocks. And fun fact, who would have known? It has the longest coastline in the world. Bonus information for you listeners. Okay, my next question. That I'm so glad I got that because I think that I'm getting closer to EJ's score with that. I think that we're getting close to being tied. Okay. Which country in the world has the most, I thought we were going to have the same question here, people? We're looking for population here. Is it Indonesia, the United States, India, or China? China. You knew it. You got it. 100%. All right. I knew that you were going to whoop me in this game. But it all comes down to our last category. <laughs> which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which is my clever way of titling this segment of which came first. So we're going to deviate from our four choices. And it's just you have a 50-50 chance of getting it right. So I'm asking you a question first. This is another one that I'm very excited about. Which came first? Band-Aids or Scotch tape? That's a great one. Okay, and I'm assuming we're talking about Band-Aids as in the brand, not just like a bandage. Indeed, we're talking brand name products here. Okay, I just wanted to clarify there. Okay, Band-Aids or Scotch tape, which came first? Both use adhesive. 
would have to be some sort of time frame where adhesive was mass marketed or readily available. I'm going to go with Band-Aid. Correct. Band-Aid was invented in 1921 and Scotch tape, you were right that they were similar times. Scotch tape was right behind 1925. Yeah, that makes sense. Both coming out with the adhesive when that adhesive technology came out. Okay, I have a little fun one for you. Very different than yours. Which was founded first, Apple or Microsoft? I think I know this. I'll be embarrassed if I'm wrong, but I think that it's Microsoft. Microsoft is correct, Abby. Microsoft was founded in April 1975 and Apple was founded in April 1976, almost exactly a year between the two companies. Wow. So I'm not surprised that Microsoft was first, but I am surprised that Apple was so shortly after. I did not know that. I didn't know Apple's origin story. So interesting to know that it's so soon after. This is funny. I also have a question that involves technology. We are going with which one of these technological inventions came first? Now, the first one I know that you're familiar with, it's the Amazon Alexa. But the second one is a totally random invention that you probably have never heard of, and it's called the sound shirt. And I'm just going to tell you what the sound shirt is. It's an invention where when you put the shirt on and then you step into a room with music, the shirt like vibrates and it does like weird pulses. Like you get to actually feel the sound or the music. So apparently it's a really neat invention and people that are hard of hearing or deaf really enjoy it. But I think that I also would enjoy it. Sounds very cool. Now, which one came first? The Amazon Alexa, of course, you know what it is, but I don't know if you know when it was invented. And then a totally random sound shirt. What came first? Oh, boy. Okay. Amazon Alexa or the sound shirt. You are right. I've never heard of the sound shirt, although it does sound rather interesting. And I do wonder why I haven't seen more of them. Maybe it didn't take off. I'm trying to think of the technology that would be required for the sound shirt. Or maybe you haven't heard about the sound shirt because it's very new. Hmm. Am I, what am I saying here? But am I reverse psychologying you? Let's see. I feel like I shouldn't have given you the microphone then, Abby, because now I am, my mind is all over the place. <laughs> I don't know what to pick because I thought I had a guess, but you saying that, now I'm nervous <laughs> about my guess <laughs> and that you could be trying to get one over on me here. Um, I am going to go with the Amazon Alexa, which is my first guess, but I'm afraid I'm wrong. <laughs> afraid that this sound shirt came out before. <laughs> okay, this is so epic. The Amazon Alexa came out in 2014. The sound shirt came out in 2002. It has been out for 21 years. You're right. It like never took off, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe it maybe it took off for someone. But yeah, it's been around for over 20 years, so it's about high time that we go get ourselves a sound shirt. 
maybe I just misunderstand what the sound shirt does. It like moves, makes you move to the music. I'm just trying to think of that technology in 2002. Like, where was I during this technology craze? That sounds incredible. Okay. I don't know what the score is, listeners. We haven't really been keeping score. Abby says I'm winning. I don't know about that. We'll see. This is our last question for this trivia segment. I've got a fun music question for you, Abby. Which artist released their debut album first, Prince or Madonna? Hmm. I'm going to go with Madonna. Girl power. Well, I do love girl power. The answer is Prince's debut album, For You, came out in April 1978, while Madonna's self-titled debut album was released in July 1983. So just a couple of years later, but Prince was first. Thanks, listeners, for taking part in our trivia challenge segment. If you like the segment and you want to hear more of it, email us at podcast at jamorale.org to let us know. Thank you, listeners, for being a part of this podcast community. We're so happy to have you. We hope you'll join us in taking a moment to thank the friends of the library who generously support this endeavor. If you'd like to learn more or join the friends, you can head to their website at jmrlfriends.org. That's all for us today. We'll be back in two weeks with our next episode. Don't forget, you can get involved on social media or by emailing us at podcast at jmrl.org. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad to be on the same page. 